0: Welcome back to Draco's Den. Here recording again as we are all stuck under quarantine, stay-at-home order, however you translate the bullshit, that means we're all basically stuck in the house, unless it's, it's absolutely necessary. So I have a whole bunch of recording I get to do, and finally, we're going to go ahead and tackle a topic that I said I was going to do like a week and a half ago, and I kind of get kept pushing it back for other topics, mainly because... I intended to have guests for this topic, and I finally got some guests that are ready to record and ready to speak their opinion on this, so we're going to get to it. Today's topic we begin the Fuckboy Chronicles. So, as I discussed before, this is basically us, me, and whatever guests I have, because I got at least two, talking about the idea of the fuckboy what makes a fuckboy sharing some stories of us dealing with fuckboys and maybe some alternative opinions on whose fault it is that the quote-unquote fuckboy exists so we're gonna go ahead and get into it and i'm gonna go ahead and bring on my first guest now hi draco how you doing
1: i'm fine how are you
0: I am exhausted, but otherwise fine.
1: (laughs) What? Why are you so exhausted?
0: I mean, the quarantine didn't stop no work for me.
1: Oh, are you an essential worker?
0: That's what they say. I don't, I mean, (laughs) I work for a (laughs) bank. Oh,
1: yeah. Folk need their money, but people can't go to the ATM. I don't understand.
0: (laughs) Apparently. So, you know, I have to kind of go in every so often. I have to work from home after I'm done. So,
1: oh.
0: you know. Plus, There's you know, I have an eight year old, so um, I don't. I don't know what sleep or rest really is. <laughs>
1: Damn, <laughs> <laughs> we got to find you some way to get some rest.
0: Um. Yeah, I do. When I figure that out, I I'd make that happen. But. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, but okay, so since we're finally all here, let's have you introduce yourself to the listeners. So, and, and cause I know you have your own podcast and stuff too. So let's let them know who you are.
1: Yes. Hey streets. I am Butterfly Bricks. I am the host of the Hood Shrink podcast. Um, right now I'm streaming on all streaming sites, Google play, um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. My podcast is, mission is to help heal the streets. I feel that a lot of us suffer from traumatic experiences that we never healed from. So we have like a lot of adult children running around. <laughs> and I feel that since we've never healed from those instances, those same situations directly impact our actions and in, in the way we behave in certain situations as an adult. So I wanted to start a movement um to help heal the streets and that's why i started the hood shrink podcast.
0: all right well i mean and the way your podcast works i mean we got the right topic to kind of flow in with that too don't we you know yes, talking we about do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean so since we since we got it i mean uh so we talking about the the, the idea of the fuck boy we you know Stories where they come from, how how we recognize a fuck boy, what we call a fuck boy, and then you had a slightly different opinion on 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 it. So want to get into that too. Absolutely. But um, I guess we'll start. Um, how do you define a fuck boy?
1: Okay, so for me, a fuck boy is a guy who doesn't mean what he say. You know, like a guy who who tells lies. So if I meet you and you tell me, "Oh, I'm single. I don't have kids. I'm looking to be in a relationship. I'm looking for a wife," but then a couple months later, I found out I find out you got kids. You already got a wife, or you are in a situation with someone else who may um, this. And this woman is saying that you're in a relationship with them. Just a person who plays both sides of the uh, both sides of the fence, and just don't keep it real. Not keeping it a hundred. That's what I consider a fuckboy.
0: boy. I could agree w- with that one. I mean, for me, it's pretty much just anybody that I do that's not, they don't mean what they say or they, they play games. They, right. you know, tell you what you want to hear instead of, you know, the absolute truth. Correct. So, I mean, I know I've come across my share of them because they only just exist in the straight world. They exist in the LGBT community, too.
1: Boo baby I can I, only, only imagine
0: and i can i can't tell you which one is worse I, I i mean they they come up with the same type of stupid lies it's just that it, it gets it gets a little bit more creative depending on which side of the spectrum they fall on
1: <laughs> oh honey you got to tell us a story about one of them fuck boys in the um and the LBGT. i don't want to say around lgbt is it q a i and a plus sign. Right? child
0: after that look after the t and the i and the a i don't know what other acronyms <laughs> <we> don't <know.
1: laughs> i don't want them coming for me i like i love everybody so that's why i want to make sure i'm trying to be as co- politically correct as possible <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can't even keep uh, you know check all the acronyms but sorry <laughs> right. so i can give us the word and i'll try to make this one quick so okay. and i'm giving names because fuck him i don't care okay um So uh, a few years ago, I met this dude, Ricky. Now, when the time I met him, I was fresh out of a a five and a half year long relationship. I've been single for about a year or so. Mm -hmm. We met on one of the online apps because that's how gay people meet nowadays. Mm -hmm. But um, when I started talking to him, first off, you know, my red flag with him was he was too damn pretty anyway. Oh, shit. Like. I, I like, I'm not bad looking, but when I get a pretty person approach me, you know, like a pretty dude, I, mm-hmm. I, I got questions. So, but he was you know, conversational or whatever. And what drew me to him was the fact that he could remember things that I would say. Like, if he would ask me, well, what you got planned tomorrow? And I said, oh, I got a job interview. Well, at three o'clock the following afternoon, he's messaging me. like, so, okay, we well, seem cool, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we, we get into, well, what are you looking for? Well, right now I'm just looking for a homeboy. I, I just want to be friends and see where it go from there. Okay. I'm cool with that. Cause again, I'm kind of new off relationship and I'm not in a rush, but I wound up dealing with this dude. I, technically I only just recently stopped talking to him entirely, but we were confusing for about a year and a half to almost two years. Oh, wow. Now again, he said, start off as friends basically. Mm-hmm. And, now from the jump though, he didn't act like man friend. He acted like boyfriend. Uh-huh. Okay. We on the phone all day, every day. Like we he calls me at two o'clock in the morning just to talk. You know, he fusses at me if I'm not doing something that I'm supposed to be doing. I fuss at him if he's doing something that he knows he shouldn't be doing. Mm-hmm. Like everyone thought we was together. It seemed like we was together. And then, you know, we ended up working at the same job together. But it was some shit behind that. Like, I got him hired on, but we worked different shifts. Everyone at the gig knew he rode to work with me. So everyone assumed we were together, except the one little messy-ass query that he wanted to go mess around with in the bathroom wound up getting fired behind. Woo! What? But I didn't find him out until much later. By the time I found that out, he was staying with me. And I happened to search through a phone that I gave him Mm -hmm. Which was my fault, and I happened to look through it, and I found out that's how he got fired. I saw the messages between him and old boy. Like, oh, okay, that's that's cute. Now, mind you, all through this time, he still, even when he moved in here, and it was supposed to be temporary, and he stayed here for a year, he acted like, you know, he was possessive. Mm. He was con- he because he don't have the ability to control me. I like to smack niggas, <laughs> but <laughs> but. You know, he was definitely possessive. Like, he got jealous. He was jealous of my best female friend. Now, I'm biased, so and he knows that. Mm. But still, I've been friends with my best friend since we were 15, 16 years old. She ain't going nowhere, but Right. Even when she pissed off and I didn't talk to her for six months, she still came mm-hmm. back, bro. Like, and she's my friend, and she's married with three children, sweetie. There is nothing there. But he was extremely jealous anytime I just went to go hang out with her. Mike mm. keep going back and forth to me and then you know he's a, he kind of an alcoholic so you know when he gets drunk then all his little feelings come out and oh I love you so much and you've been there for him, blah 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 <laughs> blah then when he's sober, oh well, well but we not together okay but why are you arguing with me all the time like we are together why are you mad at me when I go hang out with my best friend why are you mad at me on Valentine's Day when I left for about three hours and came back home mm-hmm. With a slight grin on my face, how you mad? Like this was his constant fuckboy behavior. Like he would, would want to be up under me one minute, and then the next minute he don't you know left the house and he went and hung out with two, three other dudes. That that was his standard fuckboy behavior. Like it got to a point, and then he couldn't keep a job either. That's what made it worse. Can't keep a job, so you don't work. You don't know what the hell you want. And you keep going back and forth with me until finally, eventually I just kind of put him out and we didn't talk for six months and he calls back again. And that's how he does. He kind of drifts in and out until finally I just blocked him. But the things he says to me on one day change the next day. I never know from day to day what this dude wanted. Nobody else knew. My friends was confused. They was all like, are y'all together or not? Y'all sat? Okay. Got back here. My wife, I've been a little spotty in this area, so... I'm like, oh, what
1: happened? I was waiting <laughs> on the, the good
0: parts. Yeah, I had, had to switch over to my data, but it's cool. I got unlimited data anyway. But anyway, so, picking back up. So, Dum Dum, after we got done, like, because I, had to, I finally put him out because again, he couldn't keep a job. Like, he got a job mm-hmm. twice while he mm-hmm. was here. The whole point of him being here was to get back on his feet. He gets a job mm-hmm. the first time and he has back problems, so he quits the first job because he says, oh, well, I can't stay standing on my feet all day. Okay, fine. So then he get the job at Converges, at a call center, mm-hmm. floor, and still can't keep the job. Lord. He had the balls to tell me that he quit the job. I just wake up one morning and ask him, yo, were you going to work or no? And he's like, no, nah, I ain't going. And then the next morning, I ask again, no, nah, I ain't going. And I know he ain't training, and I worked there before. But you fired. So, at that point, that was when I had to find out. I was like, you know what? You keep throwing mixed signals. Like, sometimes you want to mess around. Sometimes, you know, you say, oh, we just friends. I don't want to ruin the friendship. You know, you might actually solidify the friendship if you set that out one time so I'd be less bitchy in this house. But okay. What?
1: Okay. You know what, though? More <laughs> than a fuck boy, he sound like a hobosexual. He sounds like yeah. the type of dude who just bounced from people to people because he can't keep his shit together. And he can't, can't keep a job. He more than likely didn't have nowhere to go, didn't have a car, don't got your own stuff. Like, your life is a mess. You should you should only want to be friends with yourself. You shouldn't even <laughs> want to be friends with no damn body else. You got too much shit going on, and you bringing all that negativity and all of that laziness into somebody else's life and it's selfish if you want to be a bum be a damn bum by yourself honey
0: it would have been nice like and it i think he kind of evolved from fuckboy boy to hobosexual because <laughs> like the whole time it was like pure fuckboy behavior because he had somewhere to lay his head at, at night uh-huh. and i also you know the people he interacted with i know one of his exes that he was actually kind of messing with at the same time as me and the ex was trying not to deal with him mm-hmm. and was saying some of the same stuff that I was saying like dude you send mixed signals you tell me you want me one minute and in the next minute you treat me like I'm nothing or you know you say that you're single but some some don't seem right like and I could always tell when he got in- invested in a new person or whatever mm-hmm. because all of a sudden instead of being up under me he wanna go hide away in the other room. Mm, So he can chit-chat in in private.
1: How you gonna chit-chat in private in somebody else's house?
0: I mean, and like, I play video games all the time and I write and I do all that. So I'm like, I'm not really tripping off it that much except that I notice the pattern. I always notice the pattern, bro. He can't keep his lies straight. He can't remember the things that he told me. He tells me things when he drunk and can't remember that he told me those. He tells me things about the queers across the way not understanding that I could read in between the lines. I'm like, you telling me about the couple and one of them has a crush on you. I read in between the lines and realized what that really meant. You fucked that one. Right.
1: Facts.
0: You fucked the boyfriend, too, but you fucked him when they weren't the-, the boyfriend when they weren't together. So the boyfriend is jealous of you because he's with the dude and you're still trying to fuck him and you live across the street.
1: Mm. He's man. So I find that...
0: And look, um, I hate to be the overbearing, you know, almost parental figure here, <laughs> but you can't go be over because the, they live across the street. I can't be you can't be bringing that shit to me. OK,
1: Scarlet, like, he, engaged, and drama.
0: he engaged in all that. Like one one night he was laying up under me. He, he don't came and cut it up under me. But when we finally part ways or whatever, later that night, he messaged somebody else. about so He wanted to go give them some brain. Excuse me, sir, but I was just on a couch with you, and I can always use some brain. So if that was just the you was in, I mean, you could have set that out for me, and we would have been okay, sir. Like, and this, and we could have kept it friendly. I don't I, I, look; my emotions are not tied to my dick, sir. Okay. Um, if, if if you just felt like you was in the mood to give some brain, I got enough meat for you, bro. <laughs> just saying. He
1: said, like, "All you had to do was zip this big an ounce. I saw you had to do You were running around the streets. See, he was trying to secure his next place to live at because he knew eventually, okay, so I've been bullshitting with him, telling him this, but acting one way. See, that's what fuck boys do, you know? Like, they'll, they'll tell you one thing, but then act a different way. No, you need to stay consistent. But at the same time, we get fucked up because we should always go by what they tell us. Whatever man tell you, that's what you should go by. Now, if he's telling you, like, oh, I want to be in a relationship, and then like he started cheating and doing all the other shit, then he for real fuck boy. See, like your situation was a little different. It was like he was a fuck boy, a hobosexual, but then it shouldn't have last two years. Like, why why did it, it really- go on for two years? Like, did you start catching feelings for him?
0: Or you felt bad for him because he's homeless? Well, you know, given the situation when he was homeless, he wasn't homeless when I met him. He had his own place. And, but, you know, with him being out of work, like he lost his job after we met. Like when I met him, he was working Mm -hmm. and then he lost his job. Well, it comes to a point where he can no longer afford his place. I've lost my job, but the difference between me and him is I lose a job and bounce right back into another one because I have no I don't have no shame in going to temp services. Oh, right. I don't have no shame, no shame. And if I got to, I'm going to work fast food, mm-hmm. you know, because at the time, I didn't have my kids yet because I'm a foster parent. Oh, okay. I didn't, but I knew I was going to be planning on I was originally planning on just outright adopting a child. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I need to work consistently in order for that to work. Right. So I have no pride. He uh, has a whole lot of, well, I don't really want to go back to that bubble. I don't have this on, that form of fucking pride. If I got to go flip some burgers and take care of these babies, that's okay. what I'm going to do.
1: You got to handle your business.
0: But he didn't have that same, you know, since pride. but you know, he was at least, as far as I could tell, he was trying to work. Like I would send him stuff to apply to when he was doing mm-hmm. it. And after the whole us working together thing is when he inevitably moved in with me. Because oh, okay. I went, I got, fired from that job before he did but i got fired for cussing my boss Mm. i got fired for somebody getting caught because he's off the floor too long i just cussed my boss out and told him he's a fucking dumbass
1: and was like all right so i'm done with this job
0: (laughs) (laughs) right and then i bounced right into another job like i bounced right into a job where i was working from home
1: oh that's even more clutch
0: like so and then i bounced from that to working in, in banking and now i'm bouncing back to work from home like this is how i do i have too many skills i can get a right. job so when he did with me he was only supposed to be here two months but that two months turned into almost a year and a half him being here just because like he i could see he was doing something and then we would progress or seen progress at one way then we would argue and he would go fuck around with somebody mm-hmm. else because then he's be like, well, we aren't together, so why are, why are you mad? Okay, but last night you was just bitching at me because you wanted to hang out with me and you wanted to be up under me cuddling and shit. Make up right. your mind, bro.
1: See, that's that mixed signals.
0: So, I, I hate that. So, you know, and then I, I kind of got a little bit more hardened towards him as far as the, the emotional attachment until we did eventually fuck mm. around. Okay, And then that was another mixed signal because I was like, mm, what happened here? Then he felt bad. Then he didn't want to admit, you know, talk about it afterwards. I'm like, okay, well, that's cool. But don't get mad when I go do something with somebody else because you can give me what right. I really want. And then when he when he quit some jobs, that was my my end. I was like, dude, you know what? And then you'd like to tell me that you're grown, but a grown man doesn't live with another grown man and not pay no fucking bills. All you were doing was chipping in on food based off the food stamps you was getting. And I had to Commandeer your food stamp card to make sure all of the money went to it's me. That's a
1: damn shame. <laughs> you know where though? It's so, sounds like this person was never raised on love. It sounds like he was raised on survival. So he bounced from person to person
0: to survive,
1: not yeah. not for a loving and connection of really wanting to get to know people.
0: Yeah, I I would agree with it. Looking back on it now, mm. I can see that.
1: That's yes, exactly
0: his mama. Uh, 12. You said his
1: mom got 12
0: kids. No, his mom died when he was 12. Damn,
1: that's
0: messed up. His mom had him and two other boys, so he's the youngest of three boys. Um, but he, but she died when he was 12. He was mostly raised by his grandmother from that point Mm on, and we had some issues because you know, he, when he finally told me about that one, of course, I felt a little bit more sympathetic. And he cried on my shoulder because Mother's Day and her birthday were really hard on him. Right. I got that. And, and I don't like to see anybody in pain. I'm a bit of an empath. So, you know, it, it was a bit of a comforting thing for me. Like m- me just naturally feeling the need to comfort mm-hmm. him. But once I was at breaking point and I disconnect, which is what I did, I'm like, yo, you know what? You in my other bedroom, we not together. I'm trying to get a kid. Get out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're taking up space, bro.
0: Like, like I, I basically told him, I was like, yo, I, you know, as the adoption thing was coming up to fruition and I knew I was getting ready to go meet my first kid, I was like, um, you in my space, you're in my kid's space, get the fuck out. Like, I gave him two weeks because he had went on a little trip up to Chicago where he's from. And then he, when he came back, he was supposed to leave out. But when he got back, he thought he was going to sit there. And I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, let me help you pack your shit. And I took him to his daddy's house, and that's where I left him. And, you know, he, he didn't talk to me for a little while because I, I guess he felt some type of way. I really didn't give a shit.
1: I mean, he, and he, then he, he has no reason to be upset with you. You gave him a year and a half. How much fucking time do you need, friend?
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so after that, you know, six months later or whatever, he comes calling me, and that's when I find out he don't went back to Chicago. Okay. Now, long story short here, he don't bounce from place to place to place up there. He don't live with his older brother, his uncle, stayed with his aunt a couple of times, stayed in a hotel room until he ran out of money. He don't had no less than five jobs since he'd been up there. And it's not more, you know, it's not like the, the same thing with me where it's like, you know, cause I normally at least can work my job a year before I lose that bitch. No. Okay. <laughs> he, and I, if I lose it, it's normally for something out of my circumstances, like my boss pissed me off and I had to cuss the hell out or you know, now I got kids and, you know, my attendance racks up. He just has this thing where I don't feel like going to work today. Okay, but you need your own place, okay. bro.
1: Not even that you need your own place. So that's, that's why, why he... I feel like going to work today. Like, I guess because he had the food stamps, he wasn't worried about eating. And he had lodging. So right. So he worried about, okay. Is, is he in his 20s? Is he in his 30s? Yeah, let's see. I'm
0: 32. He, i get rid of term. He just turned 34
1: he is too old for this like i wish him the best i really do because i really want him to to find out what it is that he's missing in his life or to heal from whatever it is that he's gone through that has him in this spiral because he's going to continue these same patterns forever unless he figure out what the root issue is with him and he get over that or get through it. I don't like to say get over it, but if he he can he can work through it and get through it, because you can't keep treating people as if they're disposable. Every person is not disposable. You can't shit on everybody that you meet and think that, oh, okay, well, whatever. I cut them off. I don't need them. They're disposable. That's not, and and that's just not the case. Some people, you could have really been a really dope ass friend to him and helps him kind of see and get a vision about what his life, what it could be. But he fucked that up because he was looking for somewhere to live.
0: And I think there became, as we've gone on, especially since he's been away from here, it's been a jealousy issue. Like, he sees that I have done everything I said I was going to do. I had a job when he left here and it was a damn good one. And the only reason I left that particular job is because they eliminated that department. But I bounced right to another Mm -hmm. job. I have my kids, you know, the first one may be in residential care right now, but I have another little eight year old here with Mm -hmm. me now. I've had two teenagers and a seven year old like I've had my kids and my 13 year old. The first child is eventually supposed to make his way back to me. Like I told him my goal ultimately was to start a family and I wanted it before I was 30, but I'm 32, whatever the fuck it is, what it is. But I'm like that. That's a big thing for me. I felt the need to have a family, and I felt like I could give back to mm-hmm. these children. So you can see that I've done that. You know, I've kept work. I've you know upgraded my car. The only thing that's not really in order in my life, and that's because I don't really give a shit, is my love <laughs> life.
1: <laughs> now, ain't it? All like, opposite.
0: but that's really uh, <laughs> that's that's just on a lack of effort from me, really. So. He sees that. So when we have spoken over the phone or whatever, there's a sense of jealousy. In the last conversation we had, he got a bit of an attitude with me for no reason. And, you know, he does that a lot. Like he gets attitudes with me when he's drunk. He'll call me drunk and get mad, or he'll call me drunk and get sappy, one or the other. There is no in between. See,
1: these are like in the beginning, this is like where we mess up at, you know, like. The signs we don't really pay attention to them, even if a person is telling you they wanna they just want to be friends with you. Like, I need to know why you drink so much. Like, I need to know that before you even move into my home, like what's the why you seem to be borderline an al- alcoholic, if not an alcoholic. So, what is the reason why you're drinking? What sorrows are you trying to drown out that you need to drink excessively to the point so where you're Sadly, I didn't think of that one. When- I didn't figure that one I think out until he moved in. That's moved, usually yeah, how it works. You don't know people for real, for real, know them until so they live, until so they live with you. But that's what I would want to know. Like, yeah, like I didn't know, because that mate, whatever it is that's causing him to drink like that is probably more than likely the root cause of why it is he's behaving in the way he's behaving, which ultimately turns him into a fuck boy and a hobo.
0: And I could actually tell you All why right. he does it. It's a, form of, it's a form of self-medication for two reasons. A is depression because he's not fully comfortable with mm-hmm. who he is. He told me once, you know, in one of his little horny spells, that he really can't do the do unless he's drunk. Um, and I was like, why? Well, to fuck? Because I'm like, I mean, drunk sex is cool sometimes, but I prefer to be, you know, have control of my faculties. That's okay. really fun. <laughs> I mean, and then, you know, it's a combination, you know, the depression from his mom, his dad never being there. I get, you know, a bit of that. My mom is still alive, thankfully, so I I can't relate as closely to that, but I can relate to the having an Mm absentee-ass dad, because mine Mm -hmm. is, but then it's like, but it's really ultimately he was never comfortable with who he was, and then it's like there were other facets that he let loose after he moved in and had been here for a while and he was drinking. That's when stuff starts to come out. Like the fact that he has a son that was 16, 17 years old. I was like, whoa, hold on, wait a minute. Cause you look completely and utterly queer to me. So back up, right. where that come in at. <laughs> um, um, and that's when he admitted, you know, when he was in high school trying to still play straight, you know, he found a girl, got her pregnant, blah, blah, blah. Here's my other problem you're not doing for your child and i can tell that you're not because Ooh, you live
1: with me. so you ain't heard him say nothing about this baby see that that will make him a fuck boy that's another fuck boy people men who make these babies and then they don't do anything for them no i don't get for what your circumstances is you decided to lay down you decided to let your semen in, in that woman's body that woman allows you to procreate with her you're responsible for that baby just as much as she is. So uh, that's the ultimate fuck boy to me. More than being a liar is one who don't take care of their responsibilities because most most of us know what it's like to have an absentee father. So why the fuck would you go do that to your baby? You know what I mean? I, that, that's the ultimate for me.
0: Yeah, and then what makes it worse is when he uttered the words, you know, junior is almost grown i'm almost done what? with him hold up negro because what have you actually been doing for him because i'm like at the time that he finally told me is he had already been with in my home for almost a year and i was like um but what have you been doing for him because for the year that you've been here you haven't had any money to do shit. right like you scrounced together change to go buy your little beers because mm. i wouldn't buy him alcohol and i had to move my alcohol out of the kitchen because he went and drank through a very big bottle of my vodka, and I we, we got into it over that one, and I had to kind of hem him up on that one. I was like, "Yo, you don't buy no alcohol, don't drink my shit." So I had to move my stuff into my room, and it's still in here now, just Man. out of habit. Like, but he actually uttered those words. I'm like, "That's actually that's like seals you as the fuck boy because you have the audacity to say, well, 'Well, I'm almost done.' Okay, first off, you're Showed not it done in him when lane. they turn I don't 18, know who like to, to be honest, you're not really nope. done done ever, <laughs> and you can't really say that you've done your job if you've not been doing anything for him. And I can see that he was just it, that dude, he's the ultimate fuck boy to me. I like agree. just <laughs> everything he says, everything he says, everything he does just screams mm-hmm. fuckboy boy behavior. Absolutely, but thankfully. I don't talk to him. I actually blocked him at the beginning of this year. That was my new year's thing. I'm like, you know what? Everybody that don't mean me well, or that's not progressing in some way in my life, you can go ahead and get this block and not, not get through to my phone no more. So I haven't talked to him since he got mad at me in December and, and snapped at me because he was having a bad day. And I'm like, it, it all i said was like mm, okay in a text message as in in the context of the conversation i was that was my way of either telling him okay either elaborate on what's wrong with you or change the damn subject and he went off on the tangent so i just blocked
1: I, I don't understand how a person could be upset you can't be upset with somebody else when you don't have your stuff together <laughs> who are you
0: he was he that's that's his thing he's constantly upset and blaming shit on somebody else and he can't take that responsibility for his decisions like bro you bouncing from house to house at 34 years old 34 years old with a fucking 17 now 17 or 18 year old son and you still bouncing from house to house bouncing between family members bouncing between people that you might mess around with getting upset if somebody won't let you stay with them because they say yo if you gonna stay here you gonna set that out I can relate to that because okay. I don't want no empty in my house. Not anymore. Paying
1: no fucking bills, so
0: <laughs> right. So like you're not coming with no money. You're not coming. Like you might come with food stamps if you haven't already sold them all to get yeah, beer. He,
1: he, you know what? Even more than like, football, he just got a lot going on, and he really do. He maybe need to talk to somebody. Maybe needs to find a therapist, even if he's not ready to talk to a therapist. He need to find somebody he can he could trust and he can he can speak to. Because at the end of the day, this is what this is. He need to
0: find something. To, yeah, yeah, he need to find something. A therapist, a counselor, a God, Jesus, Allah, Buddha, uh, Zeus, Hera, some, some god, anybody. He need to find something. <laughs> because his issues, with you know, you reach that point where it's just like, okay, this is just too much, even on a friendly level, even on an associate level, mm-hmm. for me to deal with. You got to so, that's my fuckboy story. <laughs> that is
1: right. She's about No, you know, everybody has ran into a fuckboy or two or six or... And so, it's... It, I mean, we, we all done ran into these types of men. The thing where it gets crazy is if you just keep running into these types of men, you keep making the same types of mistakes. Like I was explaining to you um, when we were talking about this whole thing. For me, I noticed a pattern with, like, my homegirls. Excuse me. So I'm, I'm the friend that's, like, never really tripped off of, like, being in a relationship. I probably had, like, one boyfriend my entire adult life. I just don't be on that like I just really like to live my life. I'm very like free spirited. Uh just just live my life. I like to travel. I just like to, I just like to do my own thing. I don't really like people questioning me and I <laughs> I don't like people in my business. So I kind of stir away from that, but all my friends they come to me and you know they tell me their stories and I'm like honestly, you know sis, I want to call him a fuckboy but this your fault. And most of the times it really is the woman fault and women they y'all do they're going to drag me for this. The women don't like looking in the mirror <laughs> or I, I'm, and I'm not even just, when I'm saying women, I'm just using that, using that verb just to use it. Right. This, this could be, this could be any person. don't have to, the gender doesn't matter. But if you're an individual who you meet a man and a man says, I'm not looking to be in a relationship. And he say, but I mean, you we cool, you know what I mean? We friends with benefits, right? The first thing chicks do when they start liking one of these little guys is they cut off all the other men. Or men, the guy, then we cut off everybody mm-hmm. else? We be like, oh, you know what? I ain't fuck with nobody else because I really like him. Mm-hmm. Even though this person ain't never told you they was gonna ever be committed to you, this is what you choose to do. So then, when this, yeah. as the relationship continues to go on, you start figuring out he talking to this girl and talking to that girl, and he even though he told you he wants to be your friend, he start fucking him. You start you start having sex with him. Then it goes to y'all having sex raw, which is your fault. Cause if you don't make him put a condom on, that, that's your fault. Cause he can't get no, he can't get shit from you if you don't make him wear a rubber. Unless he gonna rape you, and don't nobody want no charge for that. So that's that's your fault. So it just be this big ass snowball of uh of effect, like a domino effect of things that happen. And then when it's over, women be like, oh, he's a fuck boy. He told me this. He told me that. He told you the truth. We are delusional as humans. When we want something, we want it. We'll do whatever we feel we need to do in order to keep what it is that we want. I even noticed that with me and men, because I'm never like the one who, who wants to be in a relationship. I usually attract men who who do tend to end up like really liking me. And I'll tell them like, I, I don't I'm I'm not I'm not interested in you. Like I don't wanna be in a relationship with you. I, I'm good. But I could still have sex with you, like you said. Your opinions is not attached to your emotion, not attached to your opinions. I'm the same way. My emotion is not attached to my cat. I can sleep with you and be going on by my business, honey. I ain't got to sleep with you, and now I'm in love. And I think that, uh, for like men, they feel that people who, well, you know, they normally say women are overly emotional, and that's why we are, um, like behaving the way that we do. And that's not necessarily the, tr- the truth for all women. I just think that people want what they mm-hmm. want. And even if you, if, even if a person is telling you what it is, you don't listen to that. Because you want what you want. I have friends all the time that call me like, oh, this person, he told me that he just wants to be friends, but he's taking me out. He buying me stuff. We go on dates. We doing, I don't give a fuck what he doing for you. I don't give a fuck. I don't care if you paying your rent." I don't care if he bought you a car, bitch. I don't care if he took you to some McDonald's. I don't give a shit what he doing for you. If that man tells you he is not interested in being in a relationship, notice, he is not interested in being in a relationship. When a man feel he want to be in a relationship with you, he will let you know because you will then be in a relationship with him. You won't have to second guess and call your friends and be like, I wonder if he really liked me or if he thinks. You won't have to do all that shit. Because men are hunters. The hunt is yeah. on. If he wants you, he's gonna let you know. He ain't gonna play games with you. But men, the, the ratio in, in the straight community, the ratio the ratio from men to women, women outnumber men. So men have they pick of the litter. They could talk to whatever woman they want to, and that's what they do. But see, women, we don't do that. We get with one man and be like, oh, I really like him. I'm gonna be loyal to him. Why stupid? Why you wanna be loyal to him? Why? <laughs> this person has not offered you anything um, besides dick and a headache. Why do you want to be loyal to him? Why? He never told you he was going to be loyal to you. He said, we're going to be friends and we're going to have sex. And I'm going to take you out and I'm going to do this, this, and this. He said you he was the only bitch he was going to do that to. No, you don't let people block your doorway. If you are looking to be in a relationship, you need to date at multiples. And it seemed like the black community we have that really bad because we're raised most of us are raised on this whole loyalty like you you got to be loyal. You got to be loyal to your people. And I'm not saying that I'm a disloyal person because I'm not, but I am definitely loyal to Bricks first. I'm not going to allow me a man to stand in my doorway who I know will never put me in a position to be a wife why i'm not gonna do that you could step your ass to the side and you could talk to me while you hang on the side of the door while i let all these other people come through so i can figure out who my husband is i never know who he is if i fuck around with you all day and you playing games with me because that's eventually what happens even though they say oh i don't i don't want to be in a relationship when you start having sex sex bring on emotions for most people especially when it's unprotected When it becomes unprotected, all the other shit you done talked about is a rap. None of that stuff matters no more. A woman ain't heard none of that shit. You can sit in a woman dead in her face and tell her, I don't want to be with you. But if you having sex with her wrong, she ain't heard that. She heard, he don't want to be with me right now, but eventually we going to be together. (laughs) That's that's what she heard. And that's what he said. So then when it ends, they be in their feelings. And screaming that this person is a fuck boy, but he not. He told you what it was. You decided that you could change this person's feelings because then women start going all out. They start fucking, sucking, doing all this extra shit they shouldn't be doing to a nigga that ain't theirs. They start buying stuff because they're they trying to outdo the other women. They want to be pick me, pick me, pick me. I- I'm gonna do all this stuff for you. And them be the women that don't never get chosen. It be the, the bitches who don't pay them no attention. That's who they chase. They chase the women who don't pay them no damn attention and that's yep. minding their damn business and ain't chasing them around. Because men like to hunt. Mm-hmm. A man ain't checking for no woman that's chasing them down.
0: Yeah. I, I can agree with <laughs> that one. And I mean, even on the other side that, I look at it, you know, the gay community, I look at it more like, some of us have mm-hmm. very masculine energy and some of us have feminine right. energy, despite all of us being men, right? Well, more than likely, the masculine man tends mm-hmm. to want to do the chasing. And the the feminine man normally wants to be chased, but will do the right. chasing because they like, ooh, masculine, I want. And if said masculine man is not also like, okay, yeah, I like what mm-hmm. you're doing here, you're not going to get what you really want out of it. And then when you bump into two masculine energy mm-hmm. men, it's button hits. We're, we're button hits. We're both hunting. And we don't know how to, you know, turn that off and turn that dominance off to, you know, it's hard for us to submit because we both have that masculine energy. Now I mm-hmm. tend to flow back and forth between either one, but my masculine energy wins out because the men I come across <laughs> yeah. act like bitches. so like i mean the the longest relationships that i ever had were with more feminine men even though i prefer a more Mm. masculine man both of my longest relationships were five and a half years and Mm -hmm. both of those two were feminine men and which is kind of ironic for me but you know that that's what I ended up with for the longest. Now, I shouldn't have been with neither one of their asses as long as I was. I was kind of stupid. But, you know, there comes a point where I have to accept, you know, kind of like what you said, I have to accept that there is blame on my end, especially with my last ex. You know, that one, you know, five and a half years of us being together was really a result of me saying better don't, to yeah. be with the devil I know mm-hmm. than the devil I don't. So I allowed those fuckboy behaviors to continue until I reach my absolute breaking point. And not even just the point where your your heart and soul are shattered, but the point mm. after that where you try it one more time. And then you're right. like, you know what? Why am I subjecting myself to this? And you have to reach that point where you can say, yo, th- this shit you saying here, this don't make no sense. This ain't what I want. And you, you know, I'm on hear about that your life.
1: From, um my straight girlfriends. I heard it from them, too. they like, you don't get it. Like, I have to. They tell me, like, I have to make sure I've tried everything, that I've exhausted all of my options that I know that I have given my all. And I've tried my all in this and, and to put into this relationship. And they right. I don't get it. Um, Because I guess the type of person I am, I don't really give a lot of second chances like that. If you show me once who you are, I believe you shit you ain't got to keep showing me uh, you burned me one time that's that's enough for me <laughs> I don't like pain I don't like the way it make it make me feel so but I do get it that when you're a person and you you want to hold on to because relationships are difficult let's let's just be real difficult it's difficult to try to combine your life with another soul mm-hmm. and once you do and you really like this person now it's more of an attachment because I really do think that that's what happens. It's the the attachment that people get a, get used to. You're used to this fixture being in your life, so, and you could can't imagine what it's like without having it. So you've grown an attachment to this person, and now that's why it's so difficult. You feel that you need to exhaust all your options and say that you tried everything before you decide to give up. But it is. that's what I I think it is and I think since I struggle with attachment like being attached to people like that when it comes to relationships see my shit is friendships I'm like attached to my friends like I love my friends to pieces I would do anything for them Um, so with friendships I've I've gotten my heart broken more by girls who are supposed to be my friends than by men who are supposed to be my man
0: Yeah, I mean, on my end, I think after that last Mm -hmm. long relationship, you know, the the five and a half year one, I reached a point and then with with the added experience of the fuck boy that I was telling you about Ricky, um, I reached a point where now Mm -hmm. I have so little tolerance. This is why I've been single so long because I haven't actually seen a relationship in over five years now. And... And so the reason for that is simply that as I'm when I do put myself out there, the slightest sign of fuckboy behavior irritates me and turns me off instantly. And, you know, in the gay community, I've narrowed it down to this. If the first thing out of your mouth after you say hey or hello to me is asking me for any form of nude picture. Fuckboy, because I'm so sick of that. Or even worse, if your opening message to me is, hey, they do that shit to us,
1: too. I don't like that either. You damn right. Those are definitely signs of a fuck boy. I don't like this either. When they hop in your inbox and they be like, damn, you sexy. right. Mm, Bitch, who are you you talking to? Don't talk to me like that. Go. Yeah. (laughs) Go play in traffic. (laughs) That's a fuck boy. 'Cause you should know how to speak to people. Like if you want to have a a definitely you want to have a conversation with someone and you're trying to get to know get to know them, or even if it's on a platonic level, that's not the way you 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 approach someone, whether it's in person or if it's um through a DM. You don't talk to people like that. Now if you're a fuck boy and you looking to just you know sleep with people, you need to get on an app where they do just fucking. I know they got them.
0: yeah and then like for me it's like on the one even on the apps where it's like okay no this is actually for dating like and most of the gay apps say that at least and then one or two of them really are meant to be for dating but you still have these people that approach you thinking that it's the same as you know the most popular one grinder or Mm Jack, which have become just fuck apps and it's like dude if i'm on tamey which is supposed to be more more dating oriented um and I, I don't fill out this whole profile, not just with my physical stats, but saying what I'm actually looking for. And it does not say that I'm looking for no strings attached to nothing. Why are you approaching me in that way? Why is your opening message to me a dick mm-hmm. or an ass pick? Because, you know, the gay community has that bad. Why are you asking me to send one? And then you get the ones that lull you into mm-hmm. a false sense of security where they start having some conversation with you. Bay, bay. Hey, and then my eventually favorite, work the sex shit in. I
1: like when they do that.
0: Like, but it don't. But I'm talking about the ones, not the ones that, that take a few weeks or so. Those I'm cool with because you actually at least took a few fucking weeks before you hit me on that note. Now I'm talking about the ones that okay, we've been conversating for maybe two hours back and forth on this app, and then all of a sudden you don't found a way to work some sex shit yeah, in there and request the news from don't me. Oh, nonsense. you Those are, are undercover that fuck that boy.
1: We finna play like, a game. Now I'm saw I didn't got my saw on, I got my mask <laughs> off, my training wheel, my little uh, tricycle, and we about to play a game. You want to, because I don't like that. Don't, I, if you're going to be real, I respect the boy who just throw the dick pic in the um in the inbox, or the one who come out and say they looking for sex more than the person who pretend like they want to get to know you, because at least I know what to expect from this right. person that's just throwing a dick pic out. But you're bullshit and you want to lie. So... Them type, I, I love playing games with them like that. They, they be the ones like, right. that send me a nude. I will Google a nude so fast. I've been Googling nudes since I've been probably like 20. <laughs> 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 yes,
0: I have done that one. I've done that one a few times. Like, yep. okay, I'm. And And I'm petty as fuck, so I'll find one that's That's close to my skin tone.
1: Baby, I will Google light skin BBW. It's a gang of them pop up. I will find one that's close to my size that look like she got about the same amount of ass that I got. And whatever they want to to see, that's what I send them. I will go to a porno. I will go to XNXX. I will go to X video, whatever, and I'm looking for BBWs that are around my skin color, and that's what you're gonna get. And I will keep doing that shit. I do that shit for a whole year because you should have never played with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have been known to do that when, and I'm like, I know which specific gay porn stars uh-huh. are close, to, and a couple of straight ones too that are close to my skin tone. I will find something that don't have their face in it but has their body and fuck yes, with you. you tried. Just because, bruh, you started it. Like, I, I can't stand those, but, like, I've, I've developed less of a tolerance for any of those. I have no tolerance for mm-hmm. anybody that I feel like has mm-hmm. started to ignore me. Now, granted, I understand we all work, but if I know your work schedule and I'm texting you outside of that work schedule yep. but it still took you six hours to respond... Oh, I deleted your number already. I don't remember who you are. Or if we made plans or, you know, you were mm-hmm. talking about, you know, you want to meet up and you want to go out on a date, right? Girl. Which I, I don't remember the last time I've actually been out on a date. I don't know about you, but I the last the last date that I think I went on, I was probably mm-hmm. about 20, 21 and I'm 32. Like the last date outside of my relationship that was a for real date not just you know we already together so let's go to movies <laughs> um but last real date i was about 20 21 years old so i don't had you know the, the the ones that be like okay well i want to go out a date uh, can we go out this weekend but this weekend comes around and i'm trying to you know finalize our plans see where the fuck we're going and you oh I well i, know I don't know or how about right. this? Mm-mm, mm-mm, you you waffling you like I don't have I don't have time for that one. And again, if, if you're not responding to text messages, especially the ones that I know you always on your phone. At all.
1: Don't nobody want to play
0: with you. give giveaway. Fuck boy. I ain't got time for this. And, and if and furthermore, if you can only text <laughs> yeah, me at me two o'clock in the morning. So you're doing fuck some boy.
1: line to somebody.
0: If you right, if you text me, you know you can text me at regular hours, but you only text me every few weeks. Fuck boy. And like, you only text me like right in the evening time, yep. around about five o'clock in the evening. I already know what you want. Cause you text me same time every time. But for yes. me, it's fun. My kids acting as a cock blocker helps. Cause I can say, bruh, my kids is at home and I have a rule personally
1: mm-hmm.
0: based on things that I've seen, especially my female friends some of my older female friends do with bringing men around their children I refuse to bring anyone male or female home that I don't know I don't want my kids to it's see normal, me and right. think okay well you know fucking around at, to this extent is normal no if they meet somebody that I'm messing with on that level I have to have been around them for months hey,
1: no, I think minimum six months before know, you come I meet the kids a, you should definitely do that <laughs> It's women out here that don't do that. They let anybody around their kids. So, no, I commend you on doing that. That's exactly how, because people are sick and you don't know what type of time people be on. and You don't just want any random people in and out your kids, like, you know.
0: Right, and then, like, and my other, my <laughs> easy flag for fuck boys that didn't seem that way right off Necessarily is if I tell them, you know, in the course of the conversation that I have kids, and then eventually they try to, no. you know, maneuver their way over that to seems, me, I like, oh, got well, come, come over when he sleep. No, you you missed the whole point, sir. Um, I don't give a fuck what time it is. I don't give a fuck what time I send him to sleep. First right. off, I live in a two bedroom apartment. He ain't that damn far from me, and these walls is hella thin. Secondly that just goes against my whole code. I don't need to find a workaround. If I just want to yep. smash, sir, that's when I wait until I have a babysitter. You know, when he goes to visit his biological parents or if I, if my dad happens to be free or my best friend is free and I'm like, yo, right. I need a break from the kids for like, give a nigga three hours. <laughs> and I'm being generous. That's just the time it takes me to clean up, get ready, go over there, cut all the fucking small talk, ready. tell him set that out, get that done, and go back and, and go get my kid like if, if that's what i'm looking for but at this for stage real? of my life i don't really need it <laughs> like, like if i have the free time and i decide i want it sure fine Danny, whatever the fuck but that's only when the kid's is not around but i got one that always texts me knowing that i have kids and it's like they think that because they they hear me use the word foster kids that my kids are temporary right no sir these kids are lifelong fucking connections one way or another. Even if I don't ultimately adopt them, they hear 24/7 my nigga, 24/7. 365. Oh <laughs> my, my god, damn nerve. But they hear and they're mine and they're not going to see daddy just, you know, having random people in the house all the time. Anybody that has been brought around them is somebody that has been around them more than once at this point. Somebody that I introduce as some form of family, like this is my best friend, Michael Lambert mm. to you, that's right. your aunt. This is my my sister, Kia. Your aunt, you know, so on and so forth. That that's how it goes. The, these people that I surround them with are family. I'm not bringing a random around them. So no, mm-hmm. dude, and even if I, because I'm by, even if I if I get involved with a female. No, is she not coming around here for a good six months? Because I need to see what, you, you, know know what
1: you want. You know what I mean? And she may not be, she, even if she's a mother, she might not be the best of mother figure. You, you you just don't know people. And you don't have, children are so precious and they're so innocent. And you just don't have random people around them. So I understand. It's and then, right.
0: yeah, my children all come with their own trauma. Trauma. when i get them so right. i'm not going to add additional trauma to that if i help it you know and there are certain things with certain kids that i know triggers them and mm-hmm. one thing would be the randoms in and out the house yes because
1: then they're probably anything be, sexually you know, related will wake them the fuck up have heard it's no or sadly some of them have even been victimized by the and that's what sucks so no you're absolutely right like no you're doing the right thing yeah. woman man it, it doesn't matter like i was so i was in a relationship with a woman for for years and we were best hey, friends yo. for a very long time and i have um a goddaughter that i helped raise during the time and it took me a minute to bring her like you know like let her be around my baby or like leave leave her leave her alone even though I knew that she would never do anything to her my baby wasn't even with the shit she didn't like her for like three years. <laughs> she was like a little baby. she was like oh, I ain't messing with her for whatever reason you know she was real <laughs> overprotective over me but it was the same for me and me and she I think she's met one guy that I've ever talked to.
0: and like my children children have not met any of mine my yeah. god niece my uh mm-hmm. you know Kia's daughter has met two of my boyfriends mm-hmm. she she likes one because that's still considered an uncle to her but she fucking hated but, the know, one that i was with for five and a half years don't. she could not you know stand I mean? him yeah all right she she knew that one was a giant fuckboy, boy yeah. too. And she didn't have yeah, a word at that known, time to put it, but she hated like him.
1: Um senses with people and and they know. Kids know.
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. I had been with him for six months so before she Randall? finally met him. <laughs> she met him. She was like, who the hell is this? Like she didn't say yeah. who the she didn't say who the hell is this because that would have got made her catch backhand. But She did not like him, you know. And then when I moved back here and she was, you know, around him more often, she really Mm -hmm. learned to tolerate him because I don't tolerate disrespect from my kids. She's basically one of my kids. But she hated him. And
1: (laughs) yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Yeah. Since you know her, you know how Uh she looks. She she wasn't as mouthy back then at that point, like she wanted to be. But, you know, it, that, she's kind of a good judge of character oh now. And she got older, she just became a little discriminatory because apparently she don't like light brights. So one, one of the last times I had her some, a few years ago when I took her out with me, we went to the science center or something. She was just, it was a light bright trying to holler at me and she kept hot blocking. And I was like, excuse me, ma'am, what's your problem? He's so he ugly. Funny. No, he's not. You she's just so don't like light ugly. skin, man. Get out of my face. She's
1: something else.
0: Then she tried. Then she tried to She's like, "Well, he got kids with him anyway." I said, "I got you with me." Right. What does that mean? That has nothing to do For with real. what he and I are trying to do when y'all go away. <laughs> but you know, she really is a good a, a good judge of character on that one. And so I'm like, that that's an additional lesson to me. That's why I am the way I am with the kids that live with me 24 seven. No, y'all not gonna see, especially because I know I keep running across these little fuck boys. And no, no, I'm not bringing none of them around. I find something serious. Then we can talk. Like and like I said, they got to be around for a good six months. I got to know, like, you okay with the idea of kids? And, you know, you, you re- like the idea of that kids? Because really, mine ain't really, going away. And
1: folks need to be honest like, when a person asks their questions about children, because when kids come into the play, it's a different situation. And I know, like, so even like for me, when I'm dating men, I tell them like I'm not interested in being a mother. I don't want any. I don't want children. And I feel like that's my prerogative. It's my choice. It's my body. I don't want to do it. But some men will be like, oh, well, you feel like that right now, but you will change your mind once we're married and yada, yada, yada. Sir, I don't want kids. You need to find you a woman who wants children, sir. This is what you should find. Don't try to change somebody. If a person is telling you what it is, <laughs> that's what you need to go with. You cannot change a grown adult. You can't do that unless that person is willing to change. But if they're not willing to change, you cannot change someone. Go with what they tell you. Don't think in your mind, well, I'ma change, I'ma change, I'ma change her mind, I'ma change his mind. You can't do that shit.
0: Yeah, and I can honestly say, you know, with dealings with these fuckboys, you know, that mentality does tend to come through with some people. That's not a mentality I Mm -hmm. ever had when dealing with mine. I never had it in my head, oh, I'm going to change him, Mm because that's retarded. Like, There's no way I can make someone change that does not want to. But I do notice among my female friends that deal with way more fuckboys and deal with them way longer
1: than I do. That That tends to be their
0: train of thought of, oh, I'm going to change him
1: they think that they think that they can change men they have this captain save a whole mentality that they think they can save and they can change men listen when you meet a man okay this is for everybody i don't care what what's your date <laughs> because this, this is for everybody when you meet a person right we are in our 30s <laughs> okay i'm only a year older than you and i just turned 33 in february so we're in our 30s. There are, there are certain things that should be in your life. That your life should be set up a certain way by the time you're in your 30s. At the bare minimum, you should have a job. You should have your own place and you should have a vehicle at the bare minimum. Those are three essential th- items that you should have in your 30s. If you are actively looking to date someone, if you do not have those things in place, you should not be looking to date anybody. And I'm not meaning you have you you have you live with somebody and you're not paying bills because that's not your home, sir or ma'am. You just living on somebody's couch. That's not that's not yours. I mean, a place where you are paying bills, where you are being a responsible adult. We're in our 30s. If they don't have that shit, you should not be fucking with them. Put, put them to the side. They have a lot of growing up to do. You miss something somewhere, and I hate when people say, "Oh, well, they fell on hard times," or "This person got potential." Fuck all that. That's why we in the uh, in the black community. That's why our families in such dire straits that they are in because we look at people who quote unquote got potential or quote unquote I'm gonna be his ride or die, and he he fell on hard times. If that he's a man especially women for men he is a man if he don't know how to get get it on his own that ain't the man for you you don't want a man like that who's supposed to lead your household you want a man who's who's able to lead. you want a man that you can come to and you got ideas and you trying to get your family structure in order that he's not he's not ignorant you want to be able to have a conversation with him and know that that man you can trust that that man gonna get shit done That's the type of person that you want to be with. You don't want to be with somebody else that's another child to you if you already have kids. You don't don't want to do that. They grown. Let them grown-ass kids figure shit out on their own. And then all this shit will cease, especially for women. Because, see, we we go and we think we could fix all these men. We think we could change these men. Then we have sex with them. We have kids by him, And now he a deadbeat. And now you mad that he a deadbeat. And now you're telling everybody he ain't shit and he don't take care of his kids. You knew that, though, before you fucked with him nine times out of ten. Women going to lie and say, oh, I never knew that. He switched on me when I got pregnant. No, he didn't. People are the same. That is the one thing about, folk, about people. A leopard don't change their spots a tiger don't change his stripes you get signs in the beginning we choose to overlook those signs because we want this person and they make us feel good within the moment more than we think that we love people we fall in lust with people and because we lust and black for whatever reason we are over sex we are hyper sex baby we are very hypersexual people me included i am not no different than nobody else Okay, so when sex get involved, like I said earlier, it, it takes the relationship to a different level <laughs> and we become blinded by lust and by sex. And we our, our mind is like warped. We're not paying attention to all the signs. We, God could be blaring big ass red flags in our face. We'd be like, nah, I could help him change that. I'm not. God ain't talking to me. I'm not. We pass all these flags up and then when it gets too too late, we're upset at the other person. When no, you got to be upset with yourself. And we have to stop doing that because we we need, there's no reason that we sit still at the bottom of the totem pole when yeah, it comes to race. We... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then too often we get blinded by that idea of, oh, he has potential. I have, I, the, my frame of thinking on that one is, look, They're you awesome. can have all the potential in the world, but if you aren't working to make something out of that potential, I don't have fucking time for you. Like, mm-hmm. I, like if you got potential and, and you need to have potential, you need to have goals. You need to be working towards those goals. So if I'm looking at somebody mm-hmm. like myself, who you can say, okay, I might have potential because I'm working towards my goals. I got this podcast. I got these books that I don't and publish and have been published since 2012. It's now 2020. So for the past eight years, I've been a self-published author. I've yes. been working consistently towards those goals. That mm-hmm. That's the type of thing that I can, you know, if I found somebody that was in that boat, I can go for, but if I find somebody that's like, "Oh, I'm not," I have this dream of being an author, but you ain't wrote pen, you ain't put no pen to paper yet. You ain't been looking around, you know, trying right, to, right. to find a, a publisher to take you if you don't want to self publish because I mean that's that's a whole different ball game. But if, if you're not making no moves towards that, or if you's like, "Oh, I want to be a graphic artist," and you thirty fucking four years old and you ain't went to school. Nigga, what is you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. You can't be a graphic artist if you ain't got no schooling under your belt. You need all that technical know-how. You know, or and then if at this stage in my life, if you're talking about you are 30-some years old and you want to be a rapper, now I'm clarify this. Some of these rappers are actually pretty good and they might be able to do something decent locally. But if you call yourself you a rapper, and you 32, 33, it. 34 years old, <laughs> and I ain't never heard your shit nowhere. I ain't never heard. It. Like you, it ain't been bumping in nobody's club. You can't even get the local radio station to play your shit. My dude, I need (laughs) you to find a new dream. (laughs) Like don't get blinded by the potential. And then, you know, even worse is the ones that call something potential. That's not really potential. So it's like, okay, oh, he's a rapper. And he got you know all these so nice clothes, that times but don't know fucking stay, body. The but you know him. Has
1: potential, and they really don't. Come on you don't now. See no fucking potential with these people. When you met him, he was living in a basement. When you met her, she was living with her mama with all three of her, six of her kids, however many kids she got. She wasn't doing shit. When you met her, she was on welfare. First, she wasn't trying to get off of it. She wasn't using it as a stepping stool. You didn't see no potential. You saw a physical is what you saw when you met this person. They were physically attractive to you. And you said, I really like this person. So whatever else came out of their mouth after that, you didn't give a shit because you like that person. You like the way that person made you feel. uh, A man or a woman with a gift of gab is a, a lonely person's worst nightmare. If you're a person who don't know how to be by yourself, and you meet a person who's attractive, they smell nice, they can yeah, and then I mean, they got they look like appear that they have a lot of a little money, and they tell you whatever it is you want to hear. Oh, that's the devil for you. It is. It's a wrap after that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I, I feel like, and no, going off my own experiences, sometimes I have a tendency mm-hmm. to put a person on a pedestal. I have picked out the qualities in them that I love most to the point that it has blinded me to the other oh, glaring okay. signs of, this ain't who the hell I'm supposed to be with, mm-hmm. run. And we we often do, and I'm not the only one I know does it, but I, I noticed that about myself, I will pick in a partner I will find the things that I like about them that I want to see more of and that's all I focus on. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes it's not an overly bad thing like in that if I got with you (laughs) and two years into a relationship, you don't all of a sudden gain 70 pounds. I'm blind to that additional 70 pounds because I didn't give a shit. But the flip side of that is I'm also blind To, you know, because I saw, okay, I love this personality, I love the way you laugh, I love the way you make me laugh, I love the way that we can, you know, sit in a room together and entertain each other, so on and so forth. But what I missed out on is the sign Mm -hmm. that, hey, you and your phone, your phone is never out around me. Or you always turn your phone to the and in your body away from me whenever you do answer while you're with me. You know, you miss those little signs because. I'm just focused on what I liked about this person. That's how I actually, part of how I got stuck with my ex as long as I did, because I focused on these couple of things that I liked until eventually I can no longer ignore the other things. But too often we all, you know, that gets stuck mm-hmm. in these situations. That's what we do. We put these per- this person on a pedestal based on these few qualities that we liked. And then eventually, somehow they have yep. to crack through that facade. They have to fall yep. off that pedestal for us to see. Them,
1: like you say, that's when you are like, an asshole. You're a loser. <laughs> you, but you know the crazy thing is that by that time, this person has it has been <laughs> so exhaustive yeah. to you, and. And we don't realize this, that, but every person we come encounter with that's broken like that, they take a little piece of us as well, or a big piece, depending on how long you've been with them, but been with a toxic person, they break you too. So now you have to deal with their trauma, your trauma, and it's all mixed up into one. And now you got to deal with the situation between them and them breaking you and hurting you. And then you have all this baggage and now you want to date somebody else and you want to take that baggage to the next relationship. No, we can't do that. People need to really heal before moving on to next situations because a lot of us ain't in relationships. We in situations whether they want to believe it or not. Because that's what it is. And we, we really have to learn. I think uh, people's mm-hmm. biggest issue is learning how to be by themselves. If you don't know how to be by yourself, you'll be with whoever. They ain't going to like that I say that, but it's the truth. You'll be with whoever, and it's going to be the person who physically look good yep. to you. That lust is going to eat you alive. It's going to be your biggest downfall, and you're going to continue to attract that type of energy because that's what you attract. That's what you look for. And it's unfortunate.
0: Yeah, I I would agree. Pretty much, at the end, and from my my own experience, that's why I I have chosen to still remain single. In addition to the kids, and not want to, you know, have someone around them that's not worth their time and mine. But it's. I knew from being with the person I was with for so long, I had a lot of healing to do. And I still have work to do because I'm still Mm -hmm. rather jaded. Like I hit those, you know, when you take those little quizzes on Facebook or whatever, and it says, oh, well, in the year 2020, you'll get married. And I'm just like, yeah, bullshit. And then, and, you know, some of my friends will interject like, no, you're going to get married one day. Okay. I'm still at the point of, yeah, okay, fuck that. I haven't progressed past that point, so I'm not really fully ready to move into a relationship or nothing like that yet. And I'm and I think taking does, this time, and I think even five years later, to just build I on. Think that if you me. want to
1: be married then and focus will be. on me, you continue to work on you. Eventually, you will meet your twin flame or a soulmate, a person that you could be with, and that you can eventually marry. I do believe that even though I'm not big on, on relationships, I, I, I'm i not a person who's better. I don't think that, you know, love doesn't exist. I think that it does. I just think that it takes a lot of hard work. And I think that majority of the humans and <laughs> population is hurt and they don't know how to love other people because they don't know how to love themselves. So if you may run into a person it ain't no may because i want you to have this because you really because you want a family and you've expressed it um on this here, uh, episode so I, I want that for you and i pray that you meet that person a person who is whole already a person who practices self-care and knows how to how to self-love and know how to be content and be with themselves and know how to function already on them own on their own so that when they get with you it's just it because now you're already like that like you said you've been single for a while you know how to be by yourself
0: mm-hmm. definitely <laughs> and well at mm-hmm. times i have moments especially when you know dealing with the kids where it's like i would really love to have help <laughs> um i would also i flip the other side and i'm like you know what I would rather do it on my own and be content and know that my children are getting the attention they deserve and are not constantly getting their hearts broken than to have someone that's just here
1: causing strife
0: in in the household and, 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 you know, confusing the kids. I don't
1: understand that children, when children are involved, they're the ones who usually are hurting worse than you are. And yeah. I think people overlook that. So for me, like, that's why I, say I commend you on, on being that forward thinking. Yeah. And saying, hey, you can't come around my kids, buddy. <laughs> and I'm just not going to date somebody for the sake of saying I got somebody. I got a warm body. People need to learn how to be content with themselves and know how to love themselves. And I feel like once we're able to do that, shit will be a lot easier when it comes to this dating thing.
0: yeah well i guess well uh, do we have any particular tips we want (laughs) to give for people to you know see the signs in a fuck boy and and, 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 and and get the hell away
1: (laughs) each man is gonna be different so he's gonna possess different signs like i said when you meet a man if he don't have his shit man or woman i want to make that clear because it's fuck girls out there too So, man or woman, if they don't have their shit in in order and got their shit together when you first meet them, run. Go the opposite direction. That's a liability. And we're looking for assets. Okay? Because if you're looking to build a family and you want um, a future with someone, you don't want a liability. You don't want somebody who's going to come in and make your life more difficult. The whole reason about getting a partner is to have a partnership to make shit easier. So that you can move in as a unit. So if they don't have that shit together in the beginning, get rid of them. Fuck the potential. I don't care what they look like. Get off the looks. That's the second thing I want to say. A lot of times we focus on what people look like. And I'm not saying you got to talk to somebody who look like the bottom of a shoe or a booger wolf or whatever. I'm not saying that. But <laughs> whatever your type is might not be your type. That might just be the type you're used to messing with. But you may like... Dark skinned men with bald heads and beards. But your husband and the type you should be messing with may be a light-skinned man without a beard. You know what I mean? It just depends. So get off the physical. Don't focus on the physical so much. Focus on on the mental and focus on right. what on what type of talents they possess. Is he good with managing his money, his or her money? Um, can they keep a job? If they can't keep a job, do they know how to hustle to make more money? Um do, how are they with children? Are they intelligent? Can they hold a conversation? Those are the types of things you need to be looking for if you're actively seeking a partner more than the physical. The physical should come a couple numbers down. It's a lot of other shit before, that, before the physical. So I would say pay attention to the signs in the beginning as far as what their current situation is. Pay attention to what they tell you and what they don't say. Because that's what people don't pay attention to. So, like, we may listen to a person and be like, okay, so for example, you may be talking to a man or a woman and you'd be like, okay, so what you do for a living? Oh, well, see, I was doing this, but now I'm in between jobs. Okay, so that's cool. So, what you doing while you're in between jobs? Well, I'm just waiting on some people to call me back. Don't talk to them. Because while you're waiting on some people to call you back, you should be finding other avenues to get money. Because what are you doing? We grown and you have to eat. (laughs) You have to pay bills. So, so what are you doing? And there's too, too many avenues out here yep. for a person to get money. So just pay attention to, to the things that people don't say and the way people move their actions and reactions to certain situations. That's what I would say as my main tips.
0: <laughs> I think I would agree with all of those <laughs> and also watch out for the ones that just automatically send you dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> if they hey, send you a dick pic boy, in their first like, message or the, anywhere in the first the like two, of weeks of two weeks of talking, if you got a dick pic,
1: don't
0: fuck it boy, just, just go ahead and and let it go. <laughs> and nobody's dick photographs well anyway. Mm-hmm. Nobody's. We they never it. photograph well. None of us that like dick Ever look at a picture of a nope, dick I and just like, never,
1: actually, he's right. And most of the time, look I'm going good, to I, I really want, things, want even that be a
0: particular dick. dick.
1: So stop. Uh-huh.
0: Uh huh. Oh, and then they, 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 the delusion. I love the delusional ones. So those are the funny ones. I'm a nigga, so I know the trick that they try. If you ever see a dick pic and the dude has <laughs> is his dick is on hard or whatever, it's but little. you you just barely see his hand at the base, but the camera is real up close. I just I need, need you to know that's not the dick that he's trying to portray that he has. Like, it's his dick, but he did it real up close. I holding it, it, squeezing tiny. it at the base. He's trying to make it look like it's real big. But when you get to that in person, yeah. you're going to be real pissed off. It is all. It is always tiny. Like, yes. like so you tried to make it look like you had a eight inches of hard dick, woman. but you really if got four inches me. of hard dick.
1: I did not ask. Please for get this, it together, sir, and I should send you to prison. <laughs> this is harassment. Leave me alone. I didn't ask for this. Why would you send me this? And they be acting like they don't know it's little. I know your grown <laughs> ass ain't lived your whole life, and a woman ain't never told you ill is little. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, so let's not act delusional here like you don't know that it's small. Stop sending us them ugly ass pictures because you know what we right. do, don't you? I hope they know, honey. When you send us pictures of them little ass penis, all we do is put it in our girl group chats and we talk about you. And now your name is shrimping oh. or chicken nugget in somebody's cell phone, so stop it.
0: And I need. <laughs> <laughs> And I, need, and I need them to know that the queers do it too. So if you in the queer community, first off, if we got a gay chat, we don't send it to all of them. But I only hang out with broads. All of my broads have seen some funny looking dicks that have been sent to my inbox. So I'm just like, look at this little shrimp.
1: Nah, I don't want to talk to you.
0: Look at this shit. This is what he thought was going to entice me to come see him today. Like, what the fuck? We all do that. If you send us those, I, a nice size one,
1: that's I what we I do. do. And even if you have a nice size one, I
0: probably share it. Like, why the fuck does this nigga just send me this? Why? I
1: share it. Okay, the only way I don't share it is with this it's mine.
0: That's generally how it goes. Like, either way, it's getting shared.
1: No, I don't share that. If it's my man, I'm not sure it, <laughs>
0: yeah, it like if it, it's one free. that I'm legitimately gonna so be you, you know doing something with no, I don't share it. those.
1: I'm showing it to my homegirls. This is just how it's gonna be. You want you solicited to me. <laughs> Shit. So I assume that you didn't care for other people if you got a little audience. That's what I assume. Mm.
0: Oh. That, I mean, that, that's my assumption. And okay. besides, I, it, 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 I think we might, I might be having a rough day that day and I we need do something do. to laugh at. And <laughs> your little shrimp ass will <laughs> be laughing at that day.
1: <laughs> go, so I a not fish the dicks. I. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, all, all I need them to understand, though, you can try that if you want to. But if the dick that was on the and, picture um, is not what we get when we get there in person and you get an ignorant motherfucker like me, it's not going to end in a pleasant way. I'm like, no, sir. This dick that I saw in this picture <laughs> you're was be this. And I'm going to show it. And be like, what you got right there is embarrassing. And you're going to be a bottom wait, tonight.
1: I take my phone out. Now. now, wait a hold the fuck up now. Hold up. Cause th- this
0: shit ain't equaling up. Nope. No, two and two ain't equaling four. What what the fuck is going on? <laughs> 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 like, no, sir. This this was not what you promised me. And since you're not going to give me what you promised me, I'm going to give be- you something you wasn't counting on. And don't be coming to me talking about somewhere I'm, while I'm the- a top. Not <laughs> you're today, cookie, you're not. You're a bottom, I'm sir, because you, top, sir. You, you you don't have enough dick to talk. top. I got ass.
1: That's not how that go.
0: <laughs> no, no, no! <laughs> I, 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 i'm lie. not gonna feel that little thing <laughs> in there so uh um, no you're, you're a bottom tonight you. sir congratulations you know, you to let me give you a nice little education <laughs> process and then <laughs> let me also you know show you some things that you probably don't try to do to just piss the oh bottom off good. let me show you that yes
1: i agree with you 100 <laughs> percent Yeah, Absolutely. Let them know who to play with. You Just got to get that
0: out there sometimes. They got to be a little They got to know
1: who they can play with and who they can't.
0: Definitely not. All right now okay so i guess we i mean we we don't we don't got pretty into this today and i know you're going to be coming back you know later on for another show for me where where we're going to talk about i
1: can uh, definitely next time we're going to talk about uh, the trauma and 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 raising kids
0: with trauma i definitely want your input on that one and
1: and it's the whole thing of why i have the hood Shrink podcast is because i'm trying to help us identify trauma that we may not know that we have and how to work through that trauma if you're not ready to talk to a therapist. So let you know that you're not by yourself. All of us are out here, we got, all of us have something that's messed up or fucked up about us. And I just want people to know we are not by ourselves. And I know for us in our community it's very difficult to be vulnerable um, we're not. A lot of us are not taught vulnerability that way because all we see is strength, and that's all we know as to be. But we don't understand that the real strength is in being vulnerable, is being able to talk about your feelings, and being able to be upfront and confront your demons and confront the dark side of you, and have balance with it and accept it. And so I'm definitely excited to to talk about that that topic because that's my whole mission here. Um, Why I'm here on this earth.
0: hey, yes. I, I love it so i'm definitely gonna make sure we uh we get that recorded probably later this this week or whatever um and i'm and I make sure it. everybody wants to check out that the hood shrink podcast i'm gonna be checking it out and i know i saw some suggestions for topics oh, i saw one, it. Yeah, one I, topic in um, you your which status one is you on, that that you on you facebook the other day about. and i'm like okay. i won't end on that particular one if you of, do it and um
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, we could definitely talk about oh, yeah, it's, that.
0: Oh, yeah, it's I think it was the, one about more. um the uh, the DL stuff and in, uh, in the black um, community discuss
1: that. Um, like I said earlier, if anybody's looking or interested yeah, I in being on my podcast show or have a topic that you'd like me to discuss, please reach out to me at axe butterfly bricks at the hood shrink I'm on IG, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Twitter. If you search the Hood Shrink Podcast, I'm gonna pop up. If you search anything, Hood Shrink. You'll be able to see. You'll be able to locate my pages and come follow me. Come drive. Come join my hood shrink tribe, and let's get on this mission of helping heal one another so we can be better people. So we can raise better children, and ultimately we'll have better families. We end in generational curses over here. Yes, yes.
0: All right, now well. I, I'm definitely going to be following along too. So uh, we're going to get we'll be I getting together a little bit later, later this week to so uh, record this next show. Thanks for coming on. It has been Baba a pleasure having you on here tonight. You got
1: some good topics. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right,
1: baby. Thank you, you guys. All, All right, right, Ben.
0: I'm going to let you love, go, and then
1: light, and um, we'll like
0: go ahead and wrap this show up.
1: Thank you. Bye.
0: Okay. So now we have wrapped up today's show. This is the first part of what I'm going to title the Fuckboy Chronicles because we're going to branch back to this subject again with some guests in the future telling their stories because it's just kind of a a fun and lengthy topic to discuss. But I definitely enjoyed having uh, Butterfly Bricks on the show. I I think she is amazing. I think that I'm going, I'm definitely going to work with her in the future. Uh, So she's going to be on another show that we're going to record later this week. As I said, uh, we're going to speak on trauma and, you know, raising children with trauma. You know, since that's a big thing for her, I think she'll have some insight here. And I like to learn sometimes too. And while I have my own trauma, you know, it's, it's nice to hear the perspective of others who've gone through trauma that might be closer to maybe what my kids went through possibly, uh, that helps me raise them and be a better overall parent. So, i'm definitely looking forward to having her back on the show and i'm definitely going to you know whenever the opportunity presents itself uh for me to go on to the hood shrink podcast i will definitely be open for that one because uh like i said i had fun uh talking with her here tonight and because we filmed at night this time but um definitely looking forward to that i definitely encourage everyone to check out her hood shrink podcast i've listened to a couple of episodes and i just love her insights and perspective on things so definitely make sure you know if you got the time and you're looking for yet another podcast in addition to mine to check out hers is available pretty much everywhere that um podcasts are available all the mainstream outlets so just look up the Hood Shrink Podcast, like she said, and then you'll find it. In the meantime, got to hype my own stuff here. So as as I said, our next show will be talking about trauma. So we're going to have some episodes that are maybe not always as fun. But I definitely, in, like uh, Bricks, tend to be a little bit more informative sometimes. So... Look forward to that one after this episode is released. Make sure that if you want to, you know, contribute to the show on Anchor, you can use the donate option there. If you're just wanting to uh, leave a comment, you can leave a a voice clip, a minute-long voice clip. If you uh, listen on Anchor or follow the link to get to Anchor, you can leave me a voice message. If you want to play it on the show, it can be. If you just want to say something nice to me, that's good, too. I also, if you have any other suggestions or if you got some questions for me to answer, cause I know the past few shows, I haven't done any questions, but if you have some questions you want to ask for me to answer on a future podcast, then you can always send those to me on social media, you know, on my website at dracosden.com or, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of those are at Draco's Den. Same as, you know, the URL for the podcast here. But beyond that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off here and we'll be talking to you later this week and hopefully back with Butterfly Bricks as we talk about trauma. Till next time, guys.